Hi friends, this is the Million Dollar Beauty Biz Podcast, the place to find motivation and inspiration to create and grow a successful beauty business. This podcast is for the multi-passionate. We're going to be discussing topics such as growing your bridal beauty business, YouTube, content creation, mom life, faith, and everything else it takes to be successful in our everyday lives. I believe that small things done daily lead to big, rewarding results. Now, let's get into today's episode. So I'm going to be teaching you three things to know before starting a bridal business. So for those of you who don't know me or aren't super familiar, my name is Megan. I'm a wife, mom, bridal business owner, an educator, and a coffee lover. If you follow me on Instagram, you already know. All right, so we're just going to get right into the first thing. We're going to get right into the nitty-gritty, into the good stuff. So number one, we're going to be talking about the importance of building a strong brand. Um, And actually, real quick, before we continue with this, uh, if you guys do have any questions during the webinar, you can feel free to type them in the chat. I will be getting to them at the end of this, but if you have questions that just pop up as I'm speaking, go ahead and pop them in the chat and I will be sure to answer those at the very end. So um, feel free to do that. Okay, so we're gonna be talking about the importance of building a strong brand and why this is super important. So what makes a strong brand? A strong brand is one that has a clear and consistent identity, communicates effectively and clearly with their target audience and delivers on their promises. And the key elements of a strong brand are your brand identity, your brand messaging, your brand experience, your brand loyalty, and your brand innovation. And we're going to be breaking down each one of those categories in the next few slides. And I'll be teaching you and breaking down what the actual practical practicality of those things mean. Um, I don't want you to be overwhelmed by brand and, oh my gosh, it sounds so like, like uh, intense or like, it's very simple. Um, and I think one of the biggest questions people have, what's the difference between a business and a brand? So a business is really just the establishment. It's your, the business is an establishment. Brand is the thing that builds trust and builds keep makes people aware of your brand and helps people to connect with your brand in your business. Okay, so the first one is brand identity. And this is simply just includes like your business name, your logo, maybe your tagline, color scheme, and overall style. Now, it's really important to develop this in the very beginning and think about what do you want to name your business? If you are just in the beginning stages of thinking about what do I want to name my bridal business? Or thinking about what do I want my logo to look like? If I want like a simple logo, do I want a tagline that's catchy and I have it on my website, things like that. And then think about a color scheme. Um, And Pinterest is great for this. I definitely did that in the beginning. I went on Pinterest and you can type in like, brand colors and kind of get a feel for the brand colors that you like. And then once you get all of that established, Canva is also a super great tool to use for creating 
um, branded things because you can actually create a brand kit inside of Canva and save your colors and save like logos that you like. That way you're using them consistently over all platforms. So being on your website, um, your social media channels, things like that, you really want to keep things as streamlined and as um, cohesive as possible because this makes such a huge impact on your business, whether you realize it or not. And for those of you thinking that, oh, I'm just a small little bridal business, it really doesn't matter that much. Um, I think when we think of big brands, we easily, Apple comes to mind, Tesla comes to mind. And I think it's easy to be like, oh, well, they're a big brand and uh, I don't really need to pay attention that much. But it matters very much, even running a small business. And um, it really builds trust between us and our business and our potential clients. All right. The next one is brand messaging. So you really want your brand messaging to be similar, again, on all platforms on your website. And brand messaging is how you speak on your social media. Um, It's the copy on your website. It's um, how you speak on your stories. It's your tone of voice. And tone of voice doesn't necessarily mean like verbally tone of voice. It can just mean um, like, does she sound sweet when she writes her captions? Does she sound funny? Does she sound quirky? And whatever you are, whatever you want people to connect with, whoever you really are, make sure that's consistent across all platforms so people can really connect with you and understand who you are. Um, because that is what really connects the right people to your specific business. All right, the next one is brand experience. So brand experience is delivers a consistent and positive experience across all touch points. So having a consistent experience through your whole bridal business is super, super important. So this means your social media, your website, anywhere else that you're present on social media, in person, and your customer service. What kind of experience do you give your clients? This is super powerful and being consistent with that as well. Okay, and then brand loyalty. A strong brand builds trust when other people begin to recommend. So this is when other people begin to recommend your business. This is built through consistent delivery of quality work and services, social media posting, engaging with people on social and working on site at actual weddings. Okay, got all these texts coming in right now. So if you can hear that, I apologize. Um, So brand loyalty is people can sense it and feel it. And the more consistent you are with social media and in person, how you engage with people. And like when you network with people, which we're going to be talking about that coming up in just a few minutes as our second point, but it starts to catch very quickly. And honestly, one of the biggest, the, one of the reasons I think I grew my bridal business so quickly was because I got really clear on my brand and I really made sure and made a strong point to make my brand known and um, present and consistent. Um, 
consistent in everything from the basics to the colors I use, the fonts I use, um, the similarity between my website and my Instagram and my YouTube and my TikTok and all the other social media platforms I'm on, the way I send emails. It's all become very, very cohesive and people start to catch on to that. They start to recognize that as being very professional and trustworthy and you'll be so surprised at how much building a brand and doing these simple things can make such a huge impact and can help grow a, your bridal business very, very quickly. People recognize it and then it's like wildfire. It just starts slow, but then it catches and then it starts to spread. And then the last one is brand innovation. So a strong brand is someone or a business that is always looking for ways to improve their customer experience and services. They're always continuing education to learn new and better ways to do things. And this is what keeps you relevant and makes you stand out. So this is also a key component. Are you actively educating yourself? Are you actively showing your clients and customers that you're educating yourself? Um, that is something I'm doing. Anytime I'm at an educational event, anytime I'm taking a class online or in person, I'm screenshotting things. I'm taking pictures. I'm letting my clients know that, hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm being proactive about educating myself. And that is a huge component that also builds trust because they're like, wow, they're educating themselves all the time. Like they must be really good or like, they, wow, they're really investing in themselves so I can trust them. And that's exactly what all of my, a lot of my brides, I hear from a lot of my brides is that, wow, I saw you're doing this or wow, you did this and that. Um, people notice, people notice. So anytime you are taking an educational event, you're in a class, make it known on your social media channels, be posting it on your Instagram stories, be posting it on your Facebook, wherever, whatever social platforms you are, make it known. All right. Okay, so what does all of this brand, what does that actually look like? So I kind of broke it down a little bit, but I will kind of want to dumb it down a little bit and make it more practical and tactical for you. Like how do you actually implement this in your bridal business and starting a bridal business? So first off, um, it can the content you put out on social media you really want to make sure that it's beautiful, that it represents your brand. Um, you really, really think about words that go with your brand. And I highly recommend going on Pinterest, making a board, and then going to Canva and making a um, a mood board. And this is this is what I did, and it just helps so much. Put your brand colors on there. Put some words that describe what you want your bridal business to be and then go from there and then start to create posts that align with that mood board with that vision board um, and when you're posting pictures of your work on social media make sure that they're clean beautiful pictures make sure that there's not a lot of clutter in the background um, even being aware of this the colors that are in your background and keeping them fairly consistent doesn't mean that every single wall has to be a white wall. Doesn't mean every single picture has to have the same exact color in the background, but overall the look and feel 
of your social media as a whole looks cohesive. Um, so keep that in mind when you're thinking about branding. How you look and dress as a person has a huge impact on what people think of, how they think of you, whether you're professional or not. People, whether we like it or not, people people are going to judge us just by how we look as far as like how we're dressed. So think about the type of bride you want to work with, the type of client you want to work with. What do they look like? What do you think they expect to see from a person that they hire as a professional? Um, and this can look different for everybody. There's not a standard. There's not a specific. I mean, there is kind of a industry standard of wearing black. Um, but that is, you can really wear whatever your brand, whatever aligns with your business and your brand and your clients. Um, but just having your hair done, your makeup done, having just being well put together and well dressed can really elevate your bridal business. And again, it can really elevate your brand and how you speak in person as well as on social media. We touched on this, but how do you act on a wedding morning? Are you a little standoffish in the morning? Are you not very talkative? Um, those are things that you should think about. Um, how is your customer service? Whether you feel like it or not, is it consistent? Same with social media. Um, so just really think about ways that you can be consistent with everything. How you post, what your posts look like the quality of the work and the content you put out. Um, the quality of the work that you put out is huge. You never want to post something just to post it and be like, oh, well, it wasn't the best I've ever done or oh, it's not that great, but I just need something to post. I'm going to post it. When building brand awareness and building a bridal business, you have to be super hyper aware of the quality of content that you put out, especially if you're wanting to grow a bridal business fast. So I'll share with you real quick. One of the things that I did in the beginning, um, for those of you that don't know my story, I've been in the wedding industry. I've been doing weddings for 10 years. I had stopped for about it was two or three years when COVID hit and things like that. And then the year before that, I had completely stopped because I was just a um, color specialist and I was doing hand-tied extensions and that's literally all I was doing. So I stopped weddings. I had my little girl and then I went full-time in my bridal business. So my bridal business is my, this is what I do full-time now um, and now and educate as well, um, teaching people how to start and grow a bridal business. Um I just totally lost my train of thought. That is so wonderful. Don't you love when that happens? Um, where was, okay, this is where I was going. Came back to me. Um, so in the beginning, I had, I had stopped for three years doing bridal hair. Um, so I did not have fresh content. And I knew, I only decided three months before having my little girl that I was going to be doing weddings. And that's all I was going to be doing. I was quit working behind the chair. I quit um, running the salon. My mom and I opened a salon together and we ran it together and I was just like, I'm done. I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something else now. So it was three months before I had her. So I was scrambling. I had three months to start marketing and start getting this business off the ground from scratch, basically. Um, so I pulled out a lot of old photos, which were nothing compared to the work that I do now. 
Um, but I started with what I had and I invested in beautiful mannequins because I knew that's what I needed to do to be able to post relevant work and to post the type of content on my social media that I needed to. So I spent over $300 on a brand new mannequin, which at the time it was a lot for me. Um, but I knew that that was an investment and that was going to be a good investment. And it was because when my daughter was napping, I would pull out that mannequin and create beautiful styles. She basically looked like a real person because she has shoulders and I was able to take pretty angles of her and it was okay to post it on my social media because she looked elevated, um, dressed her up. And I still use it. If you guys go on my Instagram, um, you'll see my mannequins all over there mixed in with my actual brides. Um, and the reason I do both is because I'm an educator and I still, I still do bridal hair. Um, but as I started getting new and better content, I would go back through my Instagram, clean it up and archive the old stuff. That way I was starting to slowly elevate my brand as I was growing, as I was getting better and as I was investing in myself and I just kept slowly bringing everything up and up and leveling it up as I went. So I hope you guys, um, resonated with that story or if this is something where you're like, I just feel like I don't have content right now, get invest in a good mannequin. Or if you can't spend that kind of money right now, then get some friends and family to practice on and take pictures and videos. Make sure you pay attention to what they're wearing. If you're trying to elevate it, if it's bridal, make sure they're wearing a dress or something white or just something that will elevate your social media profile. Okay, I could probably spend a long time talking about social media and all this stuff, um, but we got to keep moving. So overall, a strong brand is one that consistently delivers on its promises and builds a loyal following of customers who trust and value the brand. So really, building a, a strong brand is just to get people to trust you and to like you and to want to spend money with you and book you. So that's all it comes down to. All right. If you guys have any questions about building a strong brand, go ahead. You can put them in the comments. I will be going and um, answering all the questions at the end, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to move right into the second thing, which is the value of networking. So by strategically networking, you can build relationships with other vendors who can refer clients to you. So networking is huge in the wedding industry. And um, by strategically networking, I mean being very selective with what networking events you involve yourself in. There are tons and tons of networking events out there. There are tons of opportunities to do styled shoots and different vendor events and different bridal shows and things like that. Oh, gotta get some water. Um, but think about where you want your bridal business to go. And sometimes it's hard to picture right at, from the beginning and that's okay. You don't have to know exactly where to go. I didn't necessarily know exactly where I wanted to take my bridal business in the beginning. I just knew I wanted to make an income and I was just scrambling to do everything I could to market to get weddings booked. 
Um, but once I figured it out and I ed- invested in education, I so I changed things constantly to elevate my business, incorporated things. Um, but you want to think about where you want to take your business and think about what type of brides you want to work with, what you want to be charging and selectively choose networking events that are going to build your business up. So say you're just, you're wanting to start a bridal business. You don't really want to be getting in on like a styled shoot where everybody is new because then it's just not going to be super beneficial and well worth your time versus if you can get in on a styled shoot at a beautiful venue that you love to work at and work with vendors that are more established than you, know more people than you, that is what you want to try to do. That is the goal of strategically networking. So be very selective because there are so many things that you can involve yourselves out in out there, um, but some of them are not going to be worth your time and some of them will be. So you have to be strategic about networking and style shoes and things like that. Um, but networking can lead to collaborations with other wedding industry professionals, which we were just talking about. So um, some of the networking events you can go to, you never know if you'll end up collaborating and they'll say, hey, can you do this photo shoot with us? Can you do this style shoot, this editorial? It's a great way to get your name out there, to build relationships with other wedding vendors because it is super important in the wedding industry. Um, also just with networking with other, um, wedding pros, you can gain such valuable insight by networking with other wedding pros. You can figure out things like trends, best practices, challenges. There's so much that you can learn from networking with other like-minded people. Um, it can also lead to marketing opportunities for you, such as speaking at events or being featured in wedding magazines. Um, which of course, if you're featured in wedding magazines, that's also great free um, marketing for you and your business. So that's super awesome as well. And then, um, okay, that's the same slide. Hold on. Um, And then networking also just gives you awesome support and a community of like-minded people that you can bounce ideas off and collaborate with and work together with. Um, collaboration and networking are huge, huge. And I think they are way underestimated, but highly, highly encourage you to get into networking with the right people. There's Facebook groups you can join with wedding vendors and you can connect with people that way. Um, and a lot of the wedding Facebook groups, you can learn about different events that are coming up, bridal, wedding industry events, things like that. Um, and I already said this, but networking is a huge part of growing your wedding business. So putting this together with starting to build a strong, trustworthy brand are huge when you start combining these two together. Um, and so who should you be networking with? Wedding planners are super great to network with because they are one of the first vendors that brides book. So wedding planners, a lot of times brides will just be like, who do you, who do you recommend for all the vendors? 
Um, and a lot of brides will just leave it up to wedding planners. Now it depends. It depends on the bride too. There are some brides that are very like, I know what vendors I want. There are others that say, you're the wedding planner. You're the expert. You've been working in this. Let me know who the, you know, the vendors are that you recommend. So wedding planners are super awesome to um, network with and build relationships with photographers, florists, other hair and makeup artists, and um, local bridal dress boutiques and shops in your area. Okay, so number three, this is our last one. And I think this is probably the one that people have the most um, questions about and just have no clue where to start when it comes to pricing. Um, I hope I can help you guys out a little bit in this area. It's not super cut and dry, but I'm going to try to go through this the best I can. And if you have questions, definitely put them down in the chat and I will answer them for you once we get through the rest of this um, webinar. Okay, so the importance of pricing and packaging your service services. So when I first started, this is what I was so confused on. I didn't know what to charge. So of course, the first thing I did was I researched everybody else in my area, what all the other bridal hairstylists were charging. And so, to, so I could kind of get a gauge. And that was kind of helpful, but not really, because where I was taking my bridal business was completely different from where everybody else was taking their bridal business. And in fact, I am, I was, or I think still am one of the only full-time bridal hairstylists in my area. I live in a small town. Um, everyone else owns a salon, works in a salon and does weddings on the side. Um, but I was, I'm doing it full time and I was the only one doing it full time back then. So I really struggled with what do I price myself? Like I'm really putting all my energy into this and I'm spending all my time dedicated to this, to my brides. Like I'm giving them a really good experience like nobody else is. So I knew I should be charging more than most people in my area, but I still struggled with what do I price? And let me tell you, my price has changed at least three times, if not more, my first year. Um, and if anyone's like, oh my gosh, that's a lot. I mean, it kind of is, but you learn as you go. And as you invest more in your business, as you level up your experience for your brides, you should be charging more. And so I just kept slowly going up and up in my prices. I started learning more. The more I learned, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm undercharging. I need to change this immediately. And I did. I changed every time I learned something and knew I was underpriced, I would change it immediately. Um, so, and you can do that with bridal hair. Um, and I, I teach I teach all of this inside of my Bridal Beauty Biz Academy. I go way more in depth and way more detailed, um, but... All right, we're just going to get right into it. So attracting the right clients. Your pricing and packaging is going to determine your target market. And it is your job to argue your price point and show the value of your price point. Um, so basically, the first step is to know your target audience and, um, and who you want to serve and kind of get a general sense of how much does that bride, that specific bride want to pay. So there's different tiers of brides and 
they are basically grouped into budget brides and then you have like your mid-level um, lovely brides which I've heard um, in a mastermind group I'm in we call them lovely brides and then there are the luxury brides and I should have pulled my note paper out but if I can remember budget brides and budget weddings the average cost of the whole entire wedding is I believe it's like $50,000 to $100,000. And I don't know about you, but when I first heard that number, I thought that $50,000 for a budget bride was really, really high. Anybody else? Let me know in the comments if you think $50,000 for a budget wedding is really high because I was like, that's a budget wedding? Um, and these are statistics that were gathered by, I don't remember who they were, but they are knowledgeable, they're from knowledgeable sources and have gathered like a study of, you know, a very broad audience. And so I'm like, wow, but if budget brides are spending $50,000, then I think they can spend a little bit on their hair. Um, so for those of you thinking really low, like, oh, $65, $75, $85 for a bride, I'm gonna challenge you right now to think a little bit bigger than that. <laughs> Now that we know the the budget price for a whole entire wedding is starting at fifty thousand, and then of course the lovely um, weddings, the lovely bride, their weddings start at a hundred thousand and upwards of I forget the number two hundred fifty thousand, and then of course luxury weddings are actually I'm not even going to tell you guys the numbers because I can't even remember, but um. I do have the sheet in my Inside Bridal Beauty Business Academy, and it literally has the breakdown. I wish I would have brought it on. Um, but anyways, I just wanted to let you guys know that because I was mind blown by that 50000 number. Um, okay, so building trust. A well-curated package can help build trust with your brides by showing value. It's, it lets potential brides know what they can expect and what is included in um, in your packages. So there's definitely different ways to price your services, to package your services. Uh, in the beginning, I started out with a la carte pricing. It's just what I thought was best at the time. It's what I, it's, it's just what I knew. Um, I now do package pricing and what I feel like package pricing does in people's minds is I feel like you can put a higher dollar amount on a package versus a single service. And what I mean by that is that for some reason, when people see a package and everything that's included in that package, for some reason, it automatically elevates your service, elevates your experience in their minds for some reason. Um, when they see everything lumped together and it makes them think, oh, wow, I get all of that for this price. Um, so I went up on my prices, started doing packaging prices. But let me tell you what also changed when I switched to package pricing. Things became so much more simple. So when it came time to sending out contracts and invoices, and then when it came to like sending them the invoice before the day of the wedding, Instead of me going back through the contract and picking out like, okay, it's this many services. Okay, this person's getting this. This person's not getting this. It was 
with the a la carte pricing. Now all I have to do is I look at the contract, um, which now all my contracts and invoices get sent out together at the same time at booking. Um, and that's all set up in like one and done. But it's more simple because it's just like, oh, they're getting this package. Boom, done. I already know what's in that package. This is the package they're getting. So it just really simplified things for me in my business. And I just knew that I want to continue to simplify my life, simplify my business so that I can continue to have more time freedom, but continue to increase my income. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, so the way you price your... Uh, price your packages and your services can help to communicate the value of your services. So I just kind of hit on that a little bit. Um, and there's so many different ways you can package and price things together. It is your business. You get to decide exactly what that looks like. Um, but just some examples of packages you could do. You could just do a bride only package if it's just the bride and have a certain minimum. Um, and you could have it include the hair trial and travel up to this many miles or this many hours or minutes or whatever. Um, you can do bride plus five people, bride plus eight people, bride plus 10, 12 people, um, and have it include the hair trial. There's so many different things that you can do. Um, it really is up to you to design it and whatever way you see that you can add value and make it look valuable to brides that you're trying to book, the better. Um, okay, so I'm going to give you, I want to go a little bit deeper into the pricing. So if your pricing is too low, people can also perceive that you have a low quality service. So I think a lot of times we think, oh, we're just starting out. We need to charge really low prices because we're new, but that can also be perceived as a low quality service. So you don't always want to start low. Um, so keep that in mind. But on the, and on, the, on the other hand, if you price too high and the value of your service or your offer doesn't meet that higher price point, then a bride is not going to be, a bride is going to be very disappointed and most likely not going to refer you um, so you can price yourself too high as well, but you just have to, it's just really important to find the right balance and it's really important to communicate the value of your service effectively. So think about this too. There are people out there that will not even consider you if your prices are too low. And then there's also people that won't book with you because you're, you'll be too high for them and too priced out of their budget. So with that being said, I want you to know that there is a bride for everybody. I think, and I, I'm speaking from experience, there were times when I was priced very, very, very low uh, when I first started full-time in my bridal business. And I did not like the quality of brides that I was working with. They were very just, is this included? And is this included too? Well, can you just add this on? And it, they were just a lot of work. They wanted to really take advantage. They didn't value me. They didn't value my work as much. 
Um, and it was discouraging because you put a lot of time and energy and effort into making your business run and catering to brides. Um, so it can be really disheartening when they don't see the true value in your service. Um, I'll also say this. I do not think that you should be charging less than 100 for bridal hair. If you're charging less than $100 for bridal hair, I think it's too low because, and the thing is people think, oh, well, this is, it's more than I would normally make working behind the chair in one day. But let me tell you something, working in the bridal industry and the wedding industry, it's a luxury service. So it needs to be priced accordingly. Um, but it's also hard work. It's a lot of communicating back and forth with the bride. Whenever she books, whether it's months before, a year before, you're communicating back and forth with her. There's a lot of communication over email or texting or calling about timelines and this and that and questions about her hair. There's also, it's long hours also on your feet. Um, it's early mornings. And then after that, you're lugging your stuff up and down lots of stairs and cleaning all your implements after each wedding. Like it's hard work. So it needs to be priced accordingly. Also, what can happen if you're pricing yourself too low, you will get burnt out so quickly. And for those of you wanting to go full time in your bridal business, you have to think about the long game and you have to be really smart with how you how you how you run things. You have to have systems in place because trust me, you will get burnt out so fast in the bridal industry, having a bridal business if you do not, because it is a lot of emails coming through. There can be a lot of inquiries. If you when you start booking weddings, when you start scheduling trials, and um, I now have a very streamlined system. It is so simple. It is not stressful. Um, but in the beginning it was, I was at some points I was like, oh my gosh, I can't keep up with all these emails. Like I'm getting so burnt out, um, which now I use HoneyBook now and it literally, I can automate pretty much everything and, um, it's super great. I also have tutorials on HoneyBook inside of my Bridal Beauty Business Academy and go way more in depth than that. Um, but I hope this helps you guys with pricing and think when you, when you're thinking about pricing your services and coming up with packages, um, don't price yourself too low and don't, don't price yourself too high, but just know that there's a good middle ground where you can start. And then you just keep going up and up and up from there. And you just keep adding on, you just keep leveling up and keep adding. All right. So let's recap real quick and then I'll answer all your questions. So we talked about the importance of building a strong brand and being consistent. Talked about the value of networking with other wedding pros and how networking is such a huge, huge opportunity for growing your bridal business in the wedding industry. And the importance of pricing and packaging your services and packaging them correctly so you're not priced too low or too high. All right, and before I get into questions, I just want to let you guys know that my Bridal Beauty Biz Academy is currently open. So if any of you are 
have a passion for the bridal industry, if you want to stay at home with your kids, if you feel like you want to have, you want more time freedom in your life to do more things that you want to do, whether that's create an online course, grow a YouTube channel, just do more of your favorite hobbies, spend more time with your kids to do fun things with them, take fun trips with them, go on vacations with your family, whatever it is, you can definitely have that as a bridal hairstylist, having a bridal business. I am living proof of it. I absolutely love the bridal industry. It is so fun and so rewarding in every way. Um, and I love being a stay-at-home mom with my little girl. It's the best thing ever. We take fun day trips all the time. We have some friends that have um, kids close to her age, and we do play dates and um, it's been the best thing ever. It's been such a blessing for me and my family. Um, but the doors will be closing, so don't wait. If you would like to join Bridal Beauty Business Academy, you can click the link in my bio on my Instagram page at megan.lorson. The doors are only going to be open a limited time, so don't wait. Join now. I can't wait to see you inside. And if you find this podcast helpful if you've listened to other episodes and you are loving it would you please just take a second and leave me a review or screenshot this episode share it on your instagram story and tag me it would really help me out and i would really appreciate it thank you so much for listening and i'll talk to you in the next one